Hi, everyone. We, we are, are the, the Lumbo One, One Podcast. My name is Judy Lay, and I'm one of the co-hosts with my husband, Eric Lum, my brother-in-law, Michael Lum, and I'm an actor, singer, and realtor. My name is Eric Lum. I am the husband, and I am also an actor, singer, and writer. My name is Michael Lum. I am the older brother, and I'm an optometrist, dancer, and a podcaster. And we are happy to share our journeys with you. Happy listening. Judy Lay. And welcome to episode number six. This is Pain and Pleasure. Pain and Pleasure. Big topic. Yep. Pain and Pleasure are very ingrained in our lives. Pain is experienced very early. Mm-hmm. Um, being spanked when you wait when you're uh, born. <laughs> this is this yeah. is for the people who are born before generation what X. <laughs> Does, don't the doctors spank you when you come out of the womb yeah. to make you cry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they do. Uh, yeah, yeah. They spank you when 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 you're born just to make sure you you can breathe, right? Yeah. So you breathe. <laughs> so you like you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're you're alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that's your first experience with pain when mm. you're born. Mm. Yeah. Don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> no wonder why we think life is painful because we <laughs> come into life and in, first thing is pain. As soon as you come into life, <laughs> it's painful. I mean, even even the, the process of being born, right, is painful. Yeah, that is true. And not no not... Like people not knowing what you want because you can't talk yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I think, you know, it, it's everything in life is a dichotomy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we think in ideals. Like we, we, we hope, we think there's a life where there we could avoid pain completely or, you know, ideally a great life would be a life without pain, Right. But so that's without, not true. Without pain, how do you know it's pleasure? Exactly. But you cannot experience any, any. I don't I think anyways. I mean, I don't know about like all the religious beliefs in heaven and all that stuff. That's what they say. There's, I don't know, I guess no pain or something or no suffering. But I think at least in this experience, there's always going to be pain. No matter how great your life is. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we need to learn how to understand it and understand it and uh, learn how to deal with it. Yes. Better ways of coping with our pains. Right. Right. Pain is a part of life. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable part of life. Yeah. We experience pain all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, ups and downs in life, pains of, you know, um, losing people that, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's going to lose somebody in their life you mm-hmm. know their parents eventually mm-hmm. you know friends who who pass away or you know things like that that's, mm-hmm. that's pain that's inevitable mm-hmm. everybody's gonna experience that right yeah, yeah. Heart, heartbreak um yeah. like like physical pain 
mental pain. Breaking your bones on accident. Yeah, hurting mm-hmm. yourself. Luckily, mm-hmm. I haven't I've broken any bones before. Have you guys? Uh, probably fractured some stuff, but never broken you anything. You fractured some stuff? I mean, I've I've <laughs> hit like certain parts of my body where it it I had like aches and pains in that area for like years. Yeah. But um, yeah, nothing too serious where I needed a cast or anything. I sp- I sprained my foot this year. I never did anything to myself before until. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always like run into the wall. Because I'm, like, so clumsy and, like, You shaved off myself. your fingernail. Shaved off my fingernail one time. <laughs> oh. But nothing, like, as crazy as, like, spraining my foot and having to, like, be on crutches. I, I never had to do that. Yeah. Till this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, like they say, you know, as humans, we're always going towards pleasure or avoiding pain, you know. And I everybody think likes pleasure, right? Everybody likes to ha- enjoy your t- their time with friends yeah. or yeah. with family. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. ex- doing exciting things like mm-hmm. playing tag or mm-hmm. you know playing sports. Things that are pleasurable that are, yeah. that are they bring you joy, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and those are, I, but I think it it's in simple terms that's kind of what drives us, right? subconsciously but we don't consciously think about it like oh i'm doing this because i'm going towards pleasure or oh i'm doing this because i'm avoiding pain it's just but that is at the root of it you know so a lot of times we may just i think go go towards things not knowing why we're doing them and we're it's like a feeling like it's like a feeling yeah yeah that that we're we're actually trying seeking something to make us feel some kind of pleasure or relief or um, escapism or something, and we're thinking it's going to bring us pleasure, but it actually doesn't. Or is a as a temporary pleasure? Yeah, that only masks the pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Because nobody likes to deal with pain. Nobody, nobody likes to feel pain, right? Nobody, everybody wants to av- avoid pain if possible, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to avoid pain. I don't want to feel, you know, hurt or I don't want to feel depressed or feel sad or angry. You know, all, all those negative emotions, mm-hmm. nobody likes that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's co- uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to deal with. You know, a lot of times you run away. Like I, I run away from my problems a lot of times. My mm-hmm. pains, you know, the, the when I'm when I'm feeling angry or or feeling sad, I, you know, I kind of try to get out of that. I don't mm-hmm. I yeah. don't deal with it in a proper way. Yeah. And then it, it, you know, you you turn to things that bring you bring you pleasure at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of distract you, and and helps you kind of cope, but it's not really you're not dealing with it. It's just temporary. Yeah. Running away, away from it, yeah, really. runs you away from, helps you run away from the pain and feeling the negative emotions. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a healthy way to do it. Yeah, and it, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing, <laughs> uh, a tricky thing too. When when we go into that, um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. You want to share your story about your uh, my experience with pain and pleasure? Yeah. So. 
thinking back um, with my first experience with major pain, right, is is when when our, our dad left, you know. Um, up until that point, we you know always experienced some sort of, of pain and, you know, here and there that, like, um, being picked on in school or, you know, things like that, like mm-hmm. small things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it definitely affects you, but not in a, in a, in a, a massive way that, that, that did, you know, when, when pops left, mm-hmm. you know, so that was the first monumental pain that I felt mm-hmm. that I never knew how to deal with. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't know how to, how to process that. Mm-hmm. And you were, you know, we were young. We, I was 15. So that, that's a, a, an age and you were, you were 13, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, or, or 12. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, that's very difficult to process at that, at that age, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're kind of in a, a transition phase, you know, from, from childhood to adulthood. Mm-hmm. And that type of pain is, is kind of unbearable. You know, we don't know how to, how to, how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. We never had anybody around us to help us either yeah. to explain to us. It, it was never explained. It was just, it just happened and then nobody talked about it. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. It just, so I was like, man, fuck this. I just fucking left. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not like left the house or anything. I just checked out. I went mm-hmm. to, went out and partied and said, mm-hmm. you know, I just ignored it. I mm-hmm. completely ignored it. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I just hung out with my friends and went to party and, and just, completely didn't think about it at all mm. so i just started partying a lot mm. a lot a lot and mm. and that was just to to numb it to numb the pain mm. you know to run away from it and i didn't know that was, was what was happening at the time mm-hmm. you know that was just my my coping mechanism yeah that i just did i i i didn't realize i was doing it until now i i realized that you know maybe a couple of years ago that that's that's what I did as, mm-hmm. as my way of coping is just to run away. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it became an addiction, you know, I just, I just partied and, and drank and, and whatever it ignored all of the pain. And, you know, not only that pain, every other pain as well mm-hmm. that, uh, from that point on, mm-hmm. I didn't deal with, mm-hmm. you know, I never, I never, processed any of the of the negative emotions mm. in my life and i just run away and to the until the point where all those negative emotions they don't go away if you don't yeah. deal with them you know if you don't process them you don't um feel them they just pile up yeah. right and pile up and pile up until the point where you're over you're overcome by those emotions mm-hmm. you know they just they just stack and stack and then one day all those those distractions and all the things that provide you temporary pleasure, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't help anymore. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the negative emotions are all so overwhelming that you just, you can't numb yourself anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And then you become overcome, over, overrun by those negative emotions and, and you feel them all at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? And once you stop partying, once, once the, the music stops, once the, the drinking stops and you're, home alone and you have time to think, mm-hmm. you know, and it just overcomes your, yeah. your, your, your positive emotions and all those, those distractions and mm-hmm. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. 
And those positive emotions aren't even like genuinely positive emotions. They're 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 temporary distract instant gratifications. Yeah. It's not real joy or or anything. It's just in the moment, temporary right. happiness. And yeah. it, it's crazy because as you're explaining that story, and uh, we've heard it m- many times. But as you're explaining it this time, it made me think back. And I never really thought about it. And I never realized it until we just said it, that we didn't even talk about it. We never in, talked in about the, it. In the past, when it happened. We didn't We didn't ask mommy about it because we knew she was sad and depressed about it. We didn't talk to each other about it. Well, we may have, but we didn't know what the hell was going on. We didn't even help yeah. each other because, yeah. you know, we didn't know how to. We yeah, exactly. We couldn't explain to each other what was going on. We didn't yeah. know what was going on. Yeah. It's like you didn't bring up, didn't want to bring up more pain. Exactly. So we just yeah. avoided it, swept it under the rug. Right, yeah. right. And, and when I, I think back to it, in, in my experience in that moment, I lost everyone. <laughs> Daddy left physically. But I lost mommy. I lost you. Because mommy had to work. Mommy had to work. And Over when she, time and whatever. And all, so she was gone. All the time. She was always working. And when she came home, she was so sad and depressed. She just went straight mm-hmm. to her room. We didn't talk. We didn't do anything. And then I was out partying. And yeah, you were out partying. And I was like, damn. What the fuck happened? Well, yeah, what happened? What am I supposed like, to do? Like, where did everyone go? <laughs> yeah. Everybody just left me. Yeah. And yeah, that I never thought about that, that how that Alienation. affected me yeah. yeah and that that could be where a lot of uh uh my inferiority complex came from um so yeah that's that's pretty crazy to think back and actually think go there and realize that mm-hmm. and i apologize for that too you know <laughs> that I, I mean it, it 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 is what it is you know it it's that's just all, how everyone coped. Yeah, we all yeah. did what our things to to cope and yeah. And, um, you did what you had to to you know find find yourself somehow, yeah. but then try to, but then you kind of ran away. Yeah, and we uh, we all go in our different routes, and we all make mistakes, and I don't think there is a right or wrong. It's just you just we don't like always f- think about like the fight or flight people. response. Like, you, you, what do you do when mm-hmm. it happens? You don't know until you, it happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that was a tough time, tough mm-hmm. time. And then you know, it manifested it itself to the point where I was I was partying so much, you know, um, I. I became a promoter mm-hmm. and that was my job mm-hmm. is to, to party, you know, and, and make money doing that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it, that I was using it as a coping me- mechanism. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was like, I was partying and having so much fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. you get paid to party, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a dream. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I, co- I would come home and I'd be, I'll be miserable. Mm. Like, what the fuck? What's going on? Like, I'm having so much fun. I'm, I'm, you know, like, I should be happy. Mm-hmm. I should be enjoying myself. I, I am, but when I'm, when I'm home, man, it was, it was, it was terrible. Mm. You know, it, it's the, the ups and downs, right? Like, yeah. the higher you go up, the mm-hmm. further you come down. Mm-hmm. And I was going way up, 
and I was partying a lot and there's loud music. There's a lot of friends around, mm-hmm. a lot of alcohol. You, you know, you're, you're drunk and you're having a good time and the world is good. You're happy. And then home, you're alone. There's no more music. You're drunk the next or you're, you're hung over the next day mm-hmm. and you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just, man, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Good time. It was probably, mm-hmm. probably one of the most fun <laughs> times of my life, but the, probably the, one of the most um, difficult as well because I didn't know what was going on. I was mm-hmm. like, why the fuck am I not happy? Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't truly happy. Mm-hmm. It was all all uh, instant gratification, all mm-hmm. pure, mm-hmm. you know. Escapism. Yeah, yeah pure escapism. Mm-hmm. Was, that's all it was. And it added nothing to my life other than the, the, the memory of it and the good times, you mm-hmm. know. A lot of good times. I don't remember the people I was hanging out with, honestly. <laughs> you know, like all those people are are, are all the all of my party friends. There's a couple, you know, mm-hmm. obviously that that are that are stuck to stick out, but mm-hmm. a lot of people that I party with, I, mm-hmm. I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just have the memory for myself of that good times, but it really didn't add any value to to my life, right? Mm-hmm. Other than the other than memories, yeah, it didn't further me in any way, mm-hmm. you know, to help me to better myself, except some education. Of, of um, kind of growing up in that environment, you know, and there's there's some lessons you learn too when you when you grow up in that type of environment and you see the people, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you you kind of see see through it, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you're in it, like you see through like the facade of, man, it's just you're kind of just running away. People, you know, yeah. people are having fun, of course, but. I think at, at at the at the core of a lot of it, people are running away from something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when they do it at, at so much that I, that I did. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, and and that is the epitome of what we're talking about. You know, pain versus pleasure. You know, it's um, the things we run away from are what control us in our life, and it's whatever pain it is in, in, in our subconscious that we're running away from, it, it keeps us seeking the instant gratification. But it's crazy because I think when we actually sit down and think about it and face our, our pains, they're actually not that bad. <laughs> yeah, you know? if, you, if, you, if you deal with them at the time and, and process yeah. it, you know, each time it happens, mm-hmm. it's not bad, you know. But if, we, if you let it stack up and we don't deal with it and you don't process it and you don't mm-hmm. let, it ha- then it, you know, let it come out and, and, and you don't experience it, mm-hmm. then it just adds on to the, 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 all the other ones in the past. Mm-hmm. Right? And it stacks up, stacks up, and eventually yeah. it just overruns you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crazy because it, I think even over time, it, it gets worse because the emotional stacking gets stronger and stronger to the point where it just feels so agonizing, but y- you don't even know what you're running away from anymore. Yeah, yeah, you forget. And yeah, it just—it's all of it. <laughs> it's just—it's just, it's mm-hmm. just a, a underlying pain that you you can't figure out where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And but if you do dig a little bit and you figure it out at the core of it, yeah, it's it's usually not still even not that bad. It's just been built up and become a bigger monster than what it really is and if we can just face it it it's i don't think it's it's you know 
is not going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the the benefit of of doing therapy. Mm. You know, when you can talk to somebody who's a, who's a professional and help you dig up those past pains yeah. that can help you figure out exactly what it, what it is you're running away from, mm-hmm. then you can actually face it and deal with it and slowly mm. process it. You know, because if you don't know why, and you don't dig it, you know, you, you don't know where to dig it, and you kind of kind of just run away for a long time with like I did. I mm-hmm. didn't have any therapy and, and you know any anybody to help me. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured it out on my own mm-hmm. like through through many years of you know doing it and then like what the hell is wrong with me? Like mm-hmm. how come it's not you know I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I finally figured it out. Yeah, but I was still figuring out how to deal with it. You know, yeah, I, I figured out the problem. Mm-hmm. I know there's a problem. Now I'm in the process of okay. I can't run away anymore. Mm-hmm. What is it that I have to face? So how can I process these emotions? How can I live these emotions and and actually get through it mm-hmm. and, and and get rid of the pain, mm-hmm. you know, or or have it have it be processed and then I can just leave it alone and and I don't mm-hmm. have to hold on to it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, and and I agree. I think therapy is is a a, a very important um, resource. Yeah, it is. But I I also Am, I don't want to say skeptical, but I am weary of of um, relying solely on therapy. Because I remember uh, uh, some experiences with, you know, therapists and stuff like that, where it, it's just pretty much you're talking to yourself and they just kind of repeat <laughs> what you say back to you. And, and which is pr- probably part of the process of, of therapy. You know, they're, they're helping you it's just a conversation helping you um, try to figure things out. But I don't, I don't know. It, it, it never felt like it was really going anywhere. Like there wasn't a specific purpose. They were just talking. <clears throat> Sometimes. I think we, we didn't have that many mm. or that long of a process of, of therapy. Like we mm-hmm. never went for a long period of time where mm-hmm. we saw the benefits, you know, that came for ourselves, mm. you know, personally. Mm-hmm. I think... You know, if you go along enough and you have a a, a, a good therapist that mm. you know that works well with you, mm-hmm. and and actually, um, you know, has like a a, um, a good relationship with you, and and you can you know feel comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. I feel like it can help a lot with digging things up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I me personally, I haven't had that much you know with it either, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like I heard. A lot of people have, and I've seen, you know, the movie Good Will Hunting, and I mm-hmm. feel like that's, you know, the process of it is is digging up those past pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, pr- personally, I, I've found that learning um, specific knowledge a- as far as, like, um, through different courses and books and stuff like that uh, uh, about psychology and understanding how we work and how, you know, our, our, our minds work and stuff like that, that has helped me to understand myself at a greater level. And that has given me more clarity and, and growth and helped me try to figure things out. And and I have gone through some therapy, and that that actually had for that specific reason. There was a, a specific goal for that, 
that ha- did help a lot also. But sure. I, I think um, relying solely on therapy, it, it's we have to do a lot of um, learning on our own to really understand ourselves. Um, I feel like everybody's different. Like, mm-hmm. um, like I've been through therapy, and I think it's it's nice because it's very like specific to what you're going through. Because mm-hmm. if you're look, like li- listening to like books and stuff like that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there's things that pertain to you, and there's things that kind of pertain to you. But then when you're seeking like a therapist, and they know like what you're going through, mm-hmm. that's that's more like like you know like um customized to what you're going through that's true i mean it it is good too in the in the way that it's somebody that you can speak to yeah it's like that you can't it's not as general it's like things with other people you're one-on-one like time yeah you can talk to somebody about things that you would usually wouldn't talk to about with anybody else yeah i don't think they're exclusive you know, like, like yeah. they're not, you don't, can't just, you know, you can't, um, or if you do therapy, you can't, uh, you know, do the other ones. Like you can all, you can use all of them as resources. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think of you course, can, yeah, yeah, tap into, yeah, multiple, whatever will help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, um, that, that learning and uh, that growth of oh, absolutely. understanding yeah. yourself, you know, through the the courses and books, it, it really helps. Yeah. I've run away from a lot of pains myself, you know, all my life. Seeking instant gratification and pleasure through all kinds of things, you know, video games, movies, other stuff, <laughs> worse things, you know. And uh, it, it, it is a, a very tricky thing it's a slippery slope because again going back to us not really consciously thinking about why we're doing certain things it's just kind of a knee-jerk reaction like oh i kind of feel like crap right now i don't want to feel like crap i'm just going to go do this thing that oh i feel better when i do this thing i'm just going to keep doing this thing you know whether that's video games or movies or social media or other things you know worse things and it at first it is a harmless escape escape and it gives you instant gratification and takes your minds off off of other things you know um whether it's feeling insecure feeling insignificant feeling um fear or doubt or you know concern about your future or you know your current situation whatever it is like every time i felt any kind of insecurity or negativity i would escape and and find something to give that instant gratification and take my mind off of things but then every time it's it, it's over the the instant gratification you come back to reality yeah and um you just and feel like feel crap bad, again yeah feel yeah bad about yourself and yeah it, and then nothing gets solved nothing gets solved no nothing goes away yeah and, and it's knowing the difference 
we, we, I think paying attention to the things we do and why we do them and really um, understanding ourselves to figure out, okay, f- what are the pains that we're running away from? And then how do we actually face them? And, you know, what are the, 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 tr- the things in life that are going to give us the true joy and, and, and excitement and fun and fulfillment that we all crave? You know, living a good life, a great life. Um, and I think exploring that is so important. Otherwise, we're stuck in a cycle of <laughs> running away, running away, seeking instant gratification to avoid the pain. That doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve anything. We have to figure out how to find true happiness, you know, and and living with pain, right? Being able to to incorporate the pain into our everyday life, you know, and, and processing it and, and letting it live just as, as much as we want the, the our happy parts of our life to live. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to, to let both of them into our life. Mm-hmm. And I think <clears throat> a lot of times it, that doesn't mean we have to live in the pain. We have to learn to, to accept it and deal with it. You know, in, instead of like a lot of times, I can find myself moping around feeling like crap, you know, just uh, feeling stuck in this negativity, in this uh, negative self-talk and and fear and doubt and all that stuff. That's living in the pain. But um, I think, so, I don't know, from your guys' experience, how, how have you faced any of the the pains in in your own life i think um i was actually sitting here wondering like how how did i deal with pain growing up um i mean i was in a very strict household it was me and my sister just two girls in a chinese household and we just didn't get to do everything that we wanted to do you know like um Everything we did was, it was like we were, we were micromanaged. Mm -hmm. So like I couldn't, I couldn't even like put my elbows on the table, you know, things like that. Like it was just so strict because, uh, our, our parents came from another country. They had different, you know, how their household was a different like style of upbringing and how they were brought up. It was just, they transferred it over to us and we grew up in america and it's like totally different you know values different everything and they didn't want us to grow up that way Mm. so everything we did was like referenced back to like grandparent our grandparents oh your grandparents would never accept this never accept that you can't be this way so it was like it was very tough to mm-hmm. <laughs> t- tough upbringing. They loved us to death, but mm-hmm. they it was very overbearing. It, it felt so, like you're 
uh, under a Smothered. microscope yeah. and, and walking on eggshells all yeah. the time, right? Yeah, so mm -hmm. obviously that transferred over to my adulthood too, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm trying to unlearn what I'm, I've learned mm -hmm. also. And, you know, if I ever had kids, like, I don't, I don't want that too. I don't want that for them either. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like, yeah, I, I grew up with a lot of pain because I didn't understand, like, sometimes how to feel. Like, I, I was just... Like sometimes I was numb, like mm -hmm. f you know, for the, for a lot of times, like I, I, like even if I hurt myself, like they they didn't they didn't want to accept that I was like in pain or something. You know, they wanted mm -hmm. me to be strong. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I had to like swallow <laughs> my pain too. Mm -hmm. You know, like they saw like they saw like crying as a weakness. They saw. It was just very interesting <laughs> upbringing. Yeah. So a lot of times, like, yeah, my, I feel like, yeah, my pain tolerance is pretty high. Mm -hmm. So like, like even if, even if I fell or like I had a bruise or hit my head, you know, I was fine, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's just how you were brought up really. Mm -hmm. Um, and how you, you kind of translate everything from your childhood and put it, bring it over to your adulthood. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I just, I just had to grow a pair. I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember playing at uh, Grandma's house one time, and I broke the tile on the counter with my head, <laughs> the oh, back of my shit. head. <laughs> I did like a, a back I mean, flip. Asian kids have like strong ass heads for some reason. <laughs> Didn't you like fall and like fall without wearing a seatbelt? You were like laying oh, down on yeah. the back seat of the car and then somebody hit the brakes, right? Yeah, I I, I always sleep anywhere and everywhere that I can. Yeah, <laughs> so. Eric, Eric is... <laughs> Borderline narcoleptic. Uh, I, I think I'm, my spirit He's animal is sloth. So I, <laughs> I think so. I, I, um, yeah. I was sleeping in the back of the car and or Michael was on one side and my gr uh, gr our grandma was on the other side and yeah. our mom was driving. And, True story. Uh, <laughs> I was laying down sideways from, you know, uh, door to door, whatever. And uh, mommy, or our mom broke really hard for whatever reason and I just rolled off the chair off the seat uh, onto the floor in the yeah. back yeah. I looked and I looked like hey where'd Eric go <laughs> 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 and he was on the floor and his head hit the track you know yeah. that the, the seats can go, go up and down you know and the, mm. uh, the chairs uh, the tracks yikes that mm. metal track he hit his head on the track and busted his head open mm. and he had to get stitches I didn't even know what was going on. I just woke up. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, you probably got, you probably you got a concussion. I, I, I don't even were remember. Were you asleep or were you concussed? I was <laughs> asleep and then I was concussed. concussed. <laughs> and then I, did. And I don't even remember waking up in the hospital, honestly. I don't remember even the the, the uh, incident That's at right. all wow. until, yeah. until you guys wow. talked about it. I was like, uh, I don't remember any of it. You didn't feel it? I don't even remember having stitches. <laughs> Honestly. Wait, how old were you? You were pretty I young. I don't know. I was you're pretty young. young. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're, you know, you you slept in that the middle seat. Yeah, you know, laying between down two people. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So That's true. Yeah, like, you were tiny. Yeah, pretty small. Hmm. 
And I remember looking over. I was like, "Hey, where did Eric go?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, he's on the floor." <laughs> he didn't even know what was going on. I didn't even know. Dude. <laughs> And then, and then we went to the hospital. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is serious. Yeah. 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 So I have a pretty high pain tolerance, yeah. too. <laughs> cool. No, I I also remember feeling very misunderstood, like, growing up, too. Like, mm. that feeling of just, like, nobody understands me. And, like, you know, just just feeling just, like, just feeling left out or feeling, you know, Mm. Those things, those things brought me pain too. Mm-hmm. Just the, you know, misunderstanding and then, yeah, getting bullied, you know, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Getting bullied is terrible. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know if I've ever been bullied, bullied. I don't ever feel like I was ever really that bullied. You just roll off <laughs> and hit your <laughs> head on <laughs> yeah. the tracks. I know there was incidences where you kids really tried remember. to bully me, but I just, I, I, I honestly just brush it off. You don't allow it to I don't, hurt you. Yeah, so I don't allow good. it to affect that's, me that's in, in that big of a way. It. Yeah, and in and, and, and that way, I just avoided it's those a, people. You that's know? a different mindset, which is great. Yeah, like so I don't f- ever feel like I was bullied my my my. Uh, um, uh, in all my childhood, yeah. I knew there were kids that were mean to me, but I, I it's just avoided <laughs> them. <laughs> just avoided them, <laughs> and I didn't. I, I let it like eh, roll off my shoulder. Yeah, I, I kinda, that's great. Yeah, um, but I, I was gonna roll say off your shoulder and then roll off the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the back seat. But it, it, it did leave some scars, but I didn't allow it to imprint. A, Rolling a, off the backseat would leave your scars. I feel like it made me a little stronger because I would like. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Like there was this one incident with a, a kid in PE class, I think in middle school. And we were, he, he was, he, he just like, I, he just liked to talk shit. <laughs> about everyone unless they were like the cool kids or whatever and um i remember he he would talk about me and kind of just like eh, whatever i just kind of walk away and and one time we were playing that's strength <laughs> <laughs> and and one time um uh we were playing football and it's supposed to be like tag football or flag football or something like that we weren't supposed to tackle each other and i was for whatever reason i was the guy hiking the ball and I don't like football. I don't really like, you know, uh, aggressive sports or anything like that. So I, I didn't really want to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't want to play, but I, I, I guess like, okay, fine. And I, I kind of actually enjoyed, you know, hiking the ball. So I, I hiked the ball and then, um, he was in front of me and out of nowhere I hike, I look up and he just bam right into me, like full on pushed me, knocked me over charged, oh. at, charged at me and i flew backwards i fell and 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 i was like a, a whip you know my i fell and i tried to hold my head up and i i didn't have the strength to and my head just whack, like oh. whacked on the floor was it and grass or it was in in grass but uh-huh. it was still hard yeah it was like you know um like the, the half dead grass. I remember, grass. The, <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. the concrete too oh that would have been bad yeah. oh that would have been really bad that would have been really and then bad what happened uh, and I, I literally like my vision blanked out for a second wow. and, um, and then 
Uh, yeah, the back of your head is where your vision is processed. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and then I I had a, it hurt like really bad, and I I was like dazed, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? I was so mad, and and I I was like, you know, one of those kids, world peace, whatever. <laughs> so I didn't want to like fight <laughs> back. I didn't want to like literally like attack him or something. So I kind of just walked it off and that did he ever it, say sorry no, no what's his fucking name i <laughs> 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 just kidding. yeah i don't remember i don't care but um no i know uh but that that it it, it did leave a, an inner anger at, yeah at, at like you know like at i guess other people bullies. i think are, are are assholes or yeah, you know, yeah i just yeah. i just hate bullies i hate people that just are like rude to other people and that it yeah i guess that that did create an inner anger but i don't know uh, overall though I, I never i didn't really feel like that that was an incident you know and i only had so many classes with that guy so i didn't really think of it as like oh i was bullied as my childhood that was just an incident that that, that i still remember affected me but i don't know since we're on the topic of like play playground stuff <laughs> and childhood mm-hmm. i remember the most this is one of, probably the most painful thing i ever had to encounter mm. we were playing for um recess i think i was like seven mm-hmm. or eight or something one digit number <laughs> <laughs> i was i was playing tetherball mm. with one of my classmates mm-hmm. Not a bully or anything. We were just we were just playing, mm. and you know how you know tetherball, right? The string with the ball in the mm-hmm. end, like semi soft, probably yeah, as soft pole. as a. It's a little heavier than a volleyball. It's, yeah, it's heavier than a volleyball. It's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. It's like a kickball on on a string on a pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're hitting it, and it was like, it was like almost the end of the game. Like it was almost time to go, right? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was not paying attention. <laughs> And the ball swung and hit me straight on the stomach. And it knocked the wind out of me. And I was like, literally like, (gasps) like I couldn't breathe Mm -hmm. for a good, it seemed like forever. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't even breathe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it was like a really long inhale Mm -hmm. and I couldn't exhale. Mm hmm. I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. Painful, I, I can't even breathe. <laughs> yeah. So, like, f- like I finally would seem like to be forever. I I went to the nurse and I finally was able to breathe again. But that mm. was the most painful thing I ever had to experience. Like, mm. literally, I'm like teeny tiny. Like, <laughs> I don't know how. M- I only weighed maybe like thirty pounds. Yeah. And it hurt so bad. I was yeah. like, oh my. God. I remember that happening to me a couple of times. Not not with uh, tetherball, but like one time with oh. soccer, someone kicked the ball and hit, mm. like and practicing soccer. In your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, that's very painful. Yeah. Painful. Yeah, there was one time when we were learning how to throw a football in, I don't know if it was elementary or middle school, and we, we, we were standing in lines across from each other in the field, and we just threw footballs back and forth. And like I said, I don't, I didn't never like football. I never cared to learn it. I was, I was too scared, you know, to get hurt or whatever. And, but anyways, we had to do this and 
I was standing on on the opposite side of the field, and the the other person threw the ball, and they taught us to to hold your hand out like <laughs> like you're carrying a a a, a baby in your uh, I, I, on your chest or something, right? So to catch the ball like this. Oh crap! <laughs> I, I don't know if you can see me, but my arms are you cradle it. So you, you cradle, cradle it. it. Yeah. yeah, like your your arms are kind of like an L shape in front of you, right? And that's what they told us to do to catch the ball, or or if anything like this, you know, like like a, a, a clamp, one arm up and one arm forward. Mm-hmm. But I, I did the cradle method and I look up to try to catch the ball and it freaking just hits me right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't like football. Did you, have, did you have a bloody nose or something? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Dad, me. you got concussed. I mean, you don't remember anything. That's true. I do get hit in the head a lot. <laughs> I might, I might uh, know why you fall asleep a lot. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hmm. There's some nerve damage. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my god, childhood memories. <laughs> so funny now, but back then, oh, the pain. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's where we're at right now with with our our processes. How to deal with that pain? How do mm-hmm. we process that pain? You know, mm-hmm. of getting I'm hit in the face. I've never processed it for so long. <laughs> uh, gotta brush it off. <laughs> World peace. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a challenge, you know. Yeah. Of dealing yes. with that, I mean, the physical pain you just have to like let it pass, right? You just mm-hmm. have to. Yeah, it, just, it will it pass. Just passes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you pass out. I mean, either <laughs> one, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the doctor will figure it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of your hands. <laughs> yeah, but it's had emotional pain. That's the doozy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the one that we fi- we got to figure out how to process. Mm-hmm. in a healthy way mm-hmm. and and not let it affect you in your adulthood mm-hmm. right I, I think it, it, it a major key is acknowledging uh, uh, what it is you're running away from it in the first place yes. yeah for sure um, knowing what it is and yeah then so that you know how to at least know where the problem is yeah and I, I think it, I don't know. For me personally, uh, I, I, it's it's the questions you ask yourself. You got to ask the right questions. And when I noticed myself running away and and turning towards the things that brought me instant gratification, I asked, "Why am I doing this? What are the beliefs I carry in the back of my mind?" that create this behavior in me. And when you you ask those kinds of questions, you start digging deeper and deeper. And eventually, you, it, it, I don't think there's any one specific answer to anything really. It's usually mm-hmm. a combination of things. So you, you try to figure out as many of those things as possible and you just start to face them and deal with them and question them. You know, is... Are those beliefs true anymore? Are they like, because a lot of beliefs we, we created when we were little kids. 
We didn't know any yeah. better. So are they even relevant? Are they true? And nine times out of ten, most of the time, probably more than that, it's not true. And when you when you question the validity, you can create a better empowering truth to move forward in your life. Yeah, for example, like when 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 pops left, mm-hmm. uh, you, we felt you know like we weren't worthy, right? Mm-hmm. Or or we weren't good enough mm-hmm. for him to stay, you mm-hmm. know, and or we did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you blame yourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the type of things that you have to acknowledge mm-hmm. and you know know that that's not true, mm-hmm. right? Like he has his reasons. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, maybe we won't know why, but mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, we mm-hmm. have to figure out like we are good enough. You know, we are worthy mm-hmm. of of people sticking around. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to appreciate that mm-hmm. and not let those old wounds and those old beliefs run over our you know overrun our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like like you said, you know that that unconscious belief or pain or whatever it is in the back of our minds that we're running away from is uh, um, I feel like crap because I don't feel love, I don't feel accepted, I don't feel worthy, I don't feel good enough. And and it's an incident like, you know, m- maybe multiple incidences that, that reinforce this belief, but a big, a huge one that, that really... Um, affected it is you know daddy leaving and so that's uncovering that right but then now in at this point in time we're we're so lucky to all be together again and to to um, understand each other and be able to communicate you know and and have a good relationship and everything which is great so now and and unfortunately a lot of people probably don't have have that opportunity but it, you can still yeah. come come to a, a a better understanding and you know now that we get to to talk to him and, and work through a lot of the things you know we we understand that it's, it's no different what he did to how you went and partied you know there were things in his life that he was running away from you know that he had to That's do uh, uh, that was a mistake to a lot of people but in his eyes he he i don't think he he felt like he could do anything else you know he had to escape somehow uh, all the pain that he was going through in his life and um it's just it is what it is you know it it affected us negatively but i don't know um we can't blame him yeah. we can't blame anybody for you know our our, our how we feel right mm-hmm. we have to take responsibility mhm and figure out how to move forward in a, in a healthy way. Right? Mm-hmm. We can't blame anybody for, oh, they left me, so mm-hmm. now I'm this way, I'm fucked up because of that. Yeah, yeah it, it, it affected you, but now that we know, mm-hmm. we have to take, o- take over and take responsibility for our own happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and just that incident alone does not equal we are not worthy and we not, are mm-hmm. not uh, 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 good enough to be loved and accepted. It was just an incident that happened because of circumstances. And it came out 
to be unfavorable to a lot of people. But we cannot equate that to our unworthiness. And a better, you know, when we understand that, we can create a better uh, uh, belief system of, I don't care what has happened in the past. I am innately worthy of acceptance and love. And, you know, I don't have to seek validation from anybody to know that. I just have to accept it and understand it uh, about myself. And you have to give yourself that. You know, I feel like that's what it is. You have to, you know, you have to give yourself that love, Mm -hmm. you know, and show yourself that love and and that you're worthy of yourself, you know, Mm self-love. And that's the way where you can bring, you know, regain that that worthiness is Mm -hmm. from yourself. Mm -hmm. Instead of seeking it from somebody else, you have to give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like when you had these kids that were mean to you, you just brush it off. You're just like, you know what? I I believe that you know I'm I'm good. Like I don't care about these people. Yeah, yeah. It's like similar thought process. It, exactly. Yeah. It because it, it it and that's a good point. Because when 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 I see somebody being rude or m- making certain comments that I don't agree with or whatever, I I don't. I don't I try not to make any judgments or take it anything personally. I just say, "Oh, okay. That's they that's just how they are or that's just what they think or whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. I am who I am and they are who they are. Everybody's and got flaws yeah. and everybody's got, you know, different ways of thinking and some are offensive to me or to other people or whatever, but it's okay. That's just who they are and I'm not going to dislike them or judge them for that. I, I want to see people for the good in them. And mm-hmm. I know underneath all of that um, imperfection, we're all just good people. Yeah. And it, and if we can just get through that um, exterior, you know, shell that a lot of people put up as a defense, you know, uh, to, to guard themselves or whatever... And just accept people and and understand people and really, like, listen to people and care about them. Most people, they they just, they appreciate you and are so grateful for you so much more because not many people do that. Especially the people that come off as rude or or mean to other people. A lot of times feel misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Unaccepted, misunderstood rejected and when we can look past all that we're all just good people mm-hmm. yeah. um, I wanted to also bring up something that you helped me realize realize because uh, another painful incident for me was when my sister left so it's like kind of similar to like you guys because it was a family member that left Mm-hmm. And it totally makes sense now. I never even, I never took the time to really understand it either because I was also running away. Because mm-hmm. I, I was always like, um, oh, like, uh, maybe I did something wrong as mm-hmm. a sister. Like, maybe I didn't take 
enough time to understand like what she was going through and Mm -hmm. and then you know my parents blame themselves because they're like oh my god what did we do like to cause this Mm -hmm. like to cause our own like daughter to leave you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it is true like they had to deal with like they had to cope they had to do what they could do just to like be able to you know feel better and like just like get past like their pain Mm. so that is that is totally true like when you said that's what your dad had to do that's what Mm -hmm. my sister had to do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we all just we do what we think in the moment is gonna relieve the pain yeah and 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 give us some kind of escape or pleasure or whatever it is yeah and and it, exactly, it, we're and yeah, like you said, we're lucky that we all got that second chance to, yeah. you know, recuperate this re- these relationships. Like, mm. there's so many stories out there where they they don't have a second chance. Like, yeah. like what if like we never talked again? Like, mm. you know, that's like I don't even under I wouldn't even know what to do mm. if you you know just lose that person mm-hmm. and yeah we we can't speak from that that perspective because uh, you know we're, we were fortunate enough to not have to to go yeah. through that yeah but you know i i, I hope you know it 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 there's got to be a way to understand you know be un understand ourselves and be understanding to other people the other people in our lives, you know, yeah. that created the pain for us. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's like through that, all that pain, they, there could have been even more pain, but mm-hmm. luckily like that pain, the pain could be stopped because, or, you know, diluted heavily because of like your mindset and like how you deal with it and, you know, how, how you guys, you know, like communicate now and like how you, can understand one another better like oh if you want to ask that question and like understand what happened then mm. you would uh, you would know and then you wouldn't have to guess yeah yeah we we did have a couple of talks that yeah. really it, we didn't get like a definite answer really like clear answer but it i think it it yeah. it unlocked a lot of um grudges in our in our unconscious yeah and like which is great yeah gave gave some kind of closure and we're, we're able to uh, uh kind of let go of the anger a little yeah. bit you know we were we were able to do that too mm-hmm. which that's is great yeah yeah needed it so now i think the next next step is figuring out how to instead of going towards instant gratification mm-hmm. right we have to figure out long-term ways to find true joy and happiness right fulfillment Mm -hmm. and i think that the way to do that is through through you know doing things that that bring you happiness bring you joy like in the long term Mm -hmm. that that add add value to your life Mm -hmm. you know that that help you grow Mm -hmm. so i did that again um like like for example working out right exercising Mm -hmm. you know that that brings a lot of 
of happiness in the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you have a better body, you're healthier, and, and you feel better in general. You know, you have more energy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all, all positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be painful too, the same, you know, while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, it's, it's going to yeah. help you, you know, improve your life drastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So exercising. Metabolism. You start off your day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think that's what I'm, uh, I was getting at with like, uh, everything is a dichotomy, right? You cannot have the pleasure of growth without going through the pain of pushing the, through the exercise. <laughs> exactly. The yeah. There's no shortcuts. Takes. Yeah. You have to work hard. <laughs> and, a lot of times we are consuming our lives by running away from the pains of our past and avoiding the pains of our future. (laughs) And we get stuck in a cycle of instant gratification in the now. Yeah. That brings you no long-term fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't add value to your life. Mm -hmm. Right. Only just a distraction. Exactly. So we have to figure out how to exercise more, mm -hmm. right? Use, use that energy for for growth mm-hmm. reading things that will help you personal development books and mm-hmm. you know um learning uh, a new language or or doing something that's gonna yeah. add value to your life right yeah, mm-hmm. skill. yeah something that, that you enjoy too something mm-hmm. that you should, you should do something that you enjoy like learning how to dance mm-hmm. or how to sing mm-hmm. you know all those things i think can bring you a lot of pleasure yeah but it's difficult to do but you know it actually adds value to to you as a person mm-hmm and I, I've been thinking uh, a lot about it lately. Like, you know, in life, we all have to survive. And we all want to thrive. But I, I question, what are we doing to survive and what are we doing to thrive? And what I mean by that is a lot of times our lives is is occupied our entire life we're we're just basically surviving you know we basically do whatever we have to do to to make money and pay the bills and and buy a house and buy a car and and provide for a family i I don't know if i I think it's a great quality of life and if if anyone can do that you know it's a great life but I if that's think what you want. If that's you know? what you truly want, yeah. If that's what's going to bring you uh, your greatest life. If that's what you feel like is your greatest life. And I think everybody's life, the answer to that question, what is your greatest life, is different for everyone. So I think, but we're, we're kind of um, programmed to think that that is what life is supposed to look like. You know, get a good job, buy a nice house, have nice cars, have a nice family and, and save for retirement and then work until you're 65, probably like 70 by the time we're <laughs> able to retire and then then get to the enjoy your life. Way the conventional life, way yeah. of life. But I think that's more survival, in, in my opinion. I, I right. think in order for us to feel like we're living our greatest lives and to thrive... We have to ans- ask the difficult questions, you know. If we have I to feel uncomfortable, we, we have, have to, to feel go uncomfortable. Pain. Yeah, the pain of uncertainty is pain for some people. Yeah, the pain of uncertainty, the pain of 
of um, fear, of being scared of not knowing if if anything could work out or not, or or the the fear of rejection, the fear of you know looking like a fool, you know, compared to other people who are making a great living or whatever. But uh, if we try to live up to the the standard of what we think life is supposed to be, I think that's what keeps us trapped in a unhappy, I, I don't want to say unhappy, but like a life that isn't really that fulfilling, you know, because we feel like we have to keep up with this I- image of what life is supposed to be instead of asking ourselves, what is the life I want to live? You know, and I I think in my opinion, now that, you know, we, we are kind of on that route, on that, that road of trying to create that life of a life we, we truly com- feel compelled to create, it, it, it brings a different kind of joy, a different kind of fulfillment, a different kind of excitement. For life. It's just like it's just like working out. <clears throat> Once you do, and you do it for a long time, and you f- get that feeling of enjoying it, and feel like you feel good, mm-hmm. like you feel really good when you do it, and then you stop. You just like, you just want to do it again. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like once you achieve some type of success. You just want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's nothing in life is guaranteed, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's right. It's a risk. And, and it's I think it, in my exploration of it all over the years, you know, trying to figure out what to do with my life, trying to figure out myself and understand what is the Same. right way to go about, you know, life. It, it's kind of too two trains of thought, you know, um, learn the things that are going to give you success, uh, uh, fi- financial freedom and, you know, uh, business and investments and all that stuff and, 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 or get a good job and, and invest, uh, save for retirement, s- stuff like that, right? All the, the, the smart things to do, um, versus going after all the things that you want and living your dream, you know, do the things that you love and you'll, you'll never feel like you worked a day in your life. Right. Not to say that that's not the smart thing to do. It's not the conventional way of going about it. Exactly. Right? It's two yeah. different trains of thought. Um, and conventional th- is, you know, what our parents taught us. Like mm-hmm. you gotta go to school, you gotta get good grades, mm-hmm. you gotta get a good job. Mm-hmm. And have security. Yeah, and it's what our, tr- our our school system trains us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't really teach us about the other side of it, and and all all of that just comes from you know quotes or videos or whatever. But there is an avenue for all that you know um, through uh, self education. Mm-hmm. You know, learning from from other people who have and online and like. YouTube, you can literally, you know, look up anything that you want to learn mm-hmm. at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, the power of the internet, power of knowledge at our fingertips. It's amazing. Yeah. That's it has changed the world different. completely. Yeah. yeah. Social media changed the world completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people are making money and, and becoming successful online just doing, mm-hmm. you know, videos and mm-hmm. and things that are very, like, unique and new to, to the world, right? Yeah. We never had that before. Never had influencers like that that are online. That multiple, multiple people online are making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's true. It's a different life. <clears throat> you know, we, us looking at um, the, the next generation, it it, it seems kind of weird, you know? It's different. They, they grew up with, with digital, you know, things in their in their face mm-hmm. you know their whole life mm-hmm. and they, they don't know any different right? mm-hmm. they don't know any life outside of technology mm-hmm. yeah even though you if even if you choose not to give your child a tablet or a phone or a device mm-hmm. they're gonna see it everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. wonder because they're always curious they're gonna wonder how these are in everybody's hands and not theirs <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's just everywhere yeah and it it to us is is like unfortunate because their their experience of life is going to be a little different you know it maybe not as um much interaction yeah. in uh, uh social physical. circle physical interactions like but this like going back to like w- when we were talking about how you know we grew up with our parents like like telling us how they were raised through their parents mm-hmm. it's like essentially the same thing like yeah. you know it's like right now we know our 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 life is like completely different from <laughs> you know our, just our grandparents that's not even that long ago mm-hmm. so it's like it's just insane like you know like their world versus our world mm-hmm. things change yeah and it, it i think it, a lot of times it's just our judgments of what we think is, you know, the good yeah. and bads of, you know, what the future holds, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> but I, I, I think it is, it, it kind of ties back into um, a tricky, the tricky subject of, you know, uh, addictions and stuff like that, because especially with so- social media, yeah. you know, it has changed the world, but it also has created a lot of, you know, um, concern. Cause, you know, yeah, like it, mentally checking out to yeah. just be, to go from like your reality to like an alternate alternate reality. Really, mm-hmm. this device, you know, these 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 the screen time and phones and um, TV is like completely different reality from mm-hmm. you just checked out. That's true. You're just consuming information and it's not even anything like um there are some educational you know videos on netflix and mm-hmm. youtube and stuff like that but i don't know many of the times it's used for pleasure mm-hmm. just instant gratification distraction it's, yeah. a, it's a huge yeah. distraction mm-hmm. yeah. you know you can get sucked into tiktok and, and instagram for like an entire day, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and not get anything done, mm-hmm. you know, nothing productive. It's all mm-hmm. just consuming. Exactly. And that's an addiction is in itself. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. being 
on your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a, uh, you know, victim of that too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I catch myself doing that a, a little bit here and there too. And, and a lot more than I used to. And we watched the movie, uh, social dilemma and it, it points it out, you know, flat yeah. out from the makers <laughs> that it's a, a, a issue that should be, you know, discussed. Yeah. Because it, it again, it's the cycle of avoiding some kind of discomfort and pain or, you know, whatever feeling we don't want to feel. And then seeking that instant gratification to distract ourselves. And if it's right. so readily available and so um, much to occupy your brain and time with, you can distract yourself your entire life and, and never, never get out of it. So to fix that, we have to figure out how to do things that will bring, like I said again, the things that will bring value to your life, right? Mm-hmm. And add value to your life mm-hmm. is like exercising, learning new skills, learning yeah. new language or mm-hmm. reading self-help books, you know, mm-hmm. and not, and utilizing social media. If you're an influencer, you can make money off of, you know, doing that. And, you know, that can build your, your, your wealth, mm-hmm. you know, by all means do mm-hmm. that. But don't get into the... the caught into the other side of it as a, being a consumer mm-hmm. and, and wasting your time and wasting your energy, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just distracting yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what thing we have to, to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those positive things that you mentioned bring you back into your real reality mm-hmm. instead yes. of that alternate universe of like social, like staying scrolling and like mm-hmm. TikToking like for hours and hours you're just you're checked out. You're not experiencing your actual life. <laughs> you're just yeah. consuming it with a distraction. Yeah, like during dinner, you know, we see, you know, people on their phones all the time and mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no conversations. It's hard to conversate when, you know, like your whole day was consumed with other things mm-hmm. on your phone. And, and I think it, it it ties back. It's that's why I keep bringing it up it it ties back to going you we all need a compelling future that's going to pull us forward and and make us want to grow Mm -hmm. you know i think if we can find that thing in our life that we really would love to do and and try to create that in our life as a living or whatever it is. This podcast. <laughs> exactly. S- stuff like this podcast. And, and and not just, you know, do things in for the sake of doing or for the sake of um, just making money or, or success or or anything, you know, like Yeah, uh, I find it fulfilling. It's something that has the, that, exactly. that calls yeah. to you that you you want to do for the rest of your life that you know that's enjoyable mm-hmm. and you know that that brings you value mm-hmm. right yeah. Yeah. And, and it costs yeah. you and it doesn't even have to be for the rest of your life it, it's just whatever it is that you actually want to do in in this 
you know, for a good amount of time in your life, you know, like, because a lot of times we, we, we do things because we think it's what we're supposed to do or it's going to give us a certain result that we think is what we, we, we want, like, you know, financial freedom or, or fame or, you know, uh, success. But yeah, I, I think define questioning or asking ourselves and figuring it out, whatever that is, figuring out whatever that is that your compelling future you want to create that will make you want to grow. And then understanding yourself and figuring out the pains of the past and, and facing them so that you can overcome the obstacles that are preventing you from growing and the things that, that make you run away and, and distract yourself. I think those are, are equally important. Yeah. So find out what you're meant to do, what, what you're good at, what, you know, that can bring value to your life and bring value to other people's lives if, if that's what you want to do, if you want to impact people. And that's why we started this podcast. Yeah. You know, it's something that we enjoy, enjoy doing and it's something that, that brings us happiness, you know, and we feel like we can bring some value to, to the listeners and that's why we're doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we hope you in, enjoy what we talk about and, and find value in, in us sharing our, our truth, you know, and that's all we can do. We, we're just sharing our, ourselves and, and our experiences and what we've yeah. learned, you know, and, and hopefully it resonates with you guys. And that's mm-hmm. all, that's what yeah, this podcast process, is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And learn how to deal with the pain and pleasures in your life. Because a lot of times, it, if we don't consciously um, take control of that, it can, if we leave it to circumstance, a lot of times it can lead to, lead, go down very bad roads, it can lead to addictions and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's a, a very dangerous route. Yeah, people <laughs> overdose, you know, people ruin their lives from addictions. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to avoid. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know, we've overcome and still working on, still still trying to, you know, get to a, a, the, the fulfillment, complete fulfillment and, you know, and learning how to, how to process those, those pains and, and not fall into addictions, you know, and not fall into habits of, of distraction, distracting ourselves. It's difficult. You know, mm-hmm. we've been, I've been doing it for, since I was 15, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm still in the process of, of figuring it out. But, yeah. you know, I'm way better than I was before. You yeah. know, I'm not partying as like I used to, you know, mm-hmm. and distracting myself. It still occurs, but uh, I'm, it's a work in progress, you know, yeah. and I'm working on it every day to try to figure out how to how to best approach the situation and and move forward in a healthy way. Yeah. Because I, I think when it comes to the instant gratification, because we're always doing uh, one of two things, going towards pleasure and avoiding pain, right? We seek things that distract us, and, and it does both. It gives us the instant gratification, the pleasure, and it helps us avoid the pain. So 
and that's why it's so dangerous. Because at first, it's harmless. It's a, it's a, a simple thing for a little insti- instant and, you know, to give us what we want. And then, but over time, it, we become numb to whatever it was that gave us that little bit of um, pleasure. And we seek more of it. And, and we seek more of it. And, and eventually... You need more to, to, to satisfy that, that craving, right? Exactly. To create the same hit. Like, that's how drugs are. When you first take a hit, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, you get that, that super high. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it, 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 you get a tolerance to it. Mm-hmm. And you need more and more before you get the same high. And you keep on chasing it. Exactly. And that's what leads to overdoses. Because you need so much... And then it kills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eventually, when you're seeking the pleasure it, to avoid a pain from the past or whatever, that thing that the addiction that you, you, you kind of gradually went into became a, the biggest source of pain. And, and then it's just a huge cycle of shame and guilt and pain and and it's very hard to get out of and that's why it's so dangerous so you know it it it, it takes us to face the pain and stop avoiding the things we're running away from that's the first step to to overcoming uh, addictions that we've we've kind of fallen into. Because I think you know a lot of us. I, I don't know what the statistics statistics are, but I know a lot of people in the world struggle with a lot of things, a lot of different kinds of addictions and pains. And I just talked to uh, uh, a guy I met in a, in a, a movie, you know, shooting a movie. And he said he, he used to be an addict. And I asked him, how did he overcome it? And he said, the first thing was, I stopped running away. I had to face the things that I was running away from. And when you stop, stop running away, then that's when you can really start to face your issues start to work through them so stop running away people start facing Mm -hmm. the issues start figuring out how to deal with all those pains and figuring out how to use your energy in a positive way Mm -hmm. and I think um, understanding yourself is key and learning to understand that acceptance and compassion and love is how you're going to overcome the things in your life. All the, the shame and guilt and, and kicking yourself and, and talking crap to yourself and, and feeling negative or, or you know, negative self-image or whatever it is, all of that creates more shame and guilt. And 
all that does is feel the cycle of addiction. Because every time you feel like crap, <laughs> you're creating all the more reason to seek the instant gratification. To run away again. To run away. Because you're building up more and more negative feelings. Exactly. So we, we have to understand we are not alone in our struggles. We all have yeah. flaws. We're all flawed human beings. We've all made mistakes. And we all have things that we don't want to talk about. But just got to focus on your progress. Yes. You, you have to accept that about our, we have to accept that about ourselves and understand that other people are going through similar things as you. Yeah. You're not, you know, messed up beyond repair. It's just you have to face the facts that there is something wrong and you have to make a decision to do everything it takes, learn whatever you need to learn and take action and do the things you have to do to overcome the things, the crap in your mind, our our identities, the 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 things that we believe about ourselves, because that that is a huge factor of what we allow ourselves to do. If we believe that we're junkies uh, or yeah addicts and and beyond repair, mm-hmm. then we don't allow ourselves to get out of it right exactly we have to understand okay this is these are the beliefs that i have hold, held on to for so long and i identified with and i i thought this is what makes me who i am but i don't want to be that person anymore i don't i am not that person and to create a new identity of who you want to be and work towards that every single day, you know, and, and just allowing yourself to accept that we're all flawed and just work towards becoming better. Right. Learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up for falling back into addictions if you know you are addicted and you know on the road to recovery it just doesn't happen overnight you can't just snap out of addictions like that mm-hmm. you know it, takes, it took you a long time to get into the addiction it's gonna take you some time to get you out of the addiction and you have to show yourself yeah. compassion and so show yourself mm-hmm. love and be kind to yourself and understand that it's a process mm-hmm. you know and work every day to to continue Improving yourself and and figuring out ways to bring you joy and and you know true happiness, long term happiness, not just instant gratification and yeah. escapism. And it, it all starts with a decision. It all starts with a decision to actually make the change. And and I think that only comes when we face our issues and the pain, we, uh, ex- we, we don't run away from the pain anymore and we accept the pain. Yeah. And, and because when yeah, the pain... understand it. And understand it. And when we accept it and, and it, it, the pain is so strong that it is stronger than the pleasure we get from the instant gratification, 
then that's when we're going to make the change and do everything it takes to overcome the crap. Otherwise, it's, it's just going to be excuses of why we can't get out of the cycle because the pleasure is too, too great. The pain has to be greater than the pleasure in order for us to, to make that change. So we just have to accept it. Yeah, that makes sense. We got to stop running away from those problems. Start figuring out ways to make long-term happiness for ourselves. And stop making excuses. All right, that is our podcast, Pain and Pleasure. We hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>